Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 368. Oh, we're, cre- we're, we're creeping up on episode 400, you guys. Uh, and I cannot believe it because I feel like we just celebrated 300. And then I had just felt like we'd celebrated 200. Um, but, you know, five five episodes a week will do that to you. You just like, you just burn through them. So, uh, guys, today is Tuesday, January 16th. If you can believe it, we're halfway through January, which is wild. 2024. Uh, we stream to three glorious locations. I always like smile when I say that because I used to say four. For the past two years, I've been saying four glorious locations. It is now only three because YouTube gave us the boot. Um, but guys, we're on Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook under Elijah Fire. So if you type in Elijah Fire, all one word, on any of those three platforms, can't miss us. We have a very unique brand. And, um, you know, so we're, we're, we're hard to miss. So, uh, it's an easy search and we so appreciate those likes and subscribes, those follows, if that's, uh, also an option as well. Um, speaking of follow, if you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah fire podcast. We really appreciate that. Give us an honest review, um, or wherever you guys listen to podcasts, minus, minus Google podcasts, cause it's going away. And also YouTube music. Um, which I know a lot of you guys listen to as well. We're no longer on there because YouTube, you know, you know how it be. Um, speaking of YouTube, I do want to, um, some of you guys have missed my response to uh, being canceled on YouTube, being uh, being given the boot. Um, so uh, check out my intro in episode 365 with Julie Lopez. Um, I lay out talk for you know i don't think like eight ten minutes um, about this and shared a really important me- message about our heart posture especially because guys what happened to us on youtube is not the the end i think we're going to be seeing a lot of that within different people within the church and i even think people who think that there is this anti-christian bias they think it's this kind of boogeyman um are actually going to have their eyes opened um to this stuff as well. Uh, but the good news is that we don't need YouTube. We don't need Facebook. We don't need Instagram. We don't need any of that stuff in order for God to fulfill his purposes in our lives. Amen. We've been told that we need these things. We do not need these things. So I'm just grateful to be here. Um, and you know, we've got a strong rumble presence. So welcome you guys. I also want to point out, I made this announcement yesterday and I'll make it you know, consecutively, because I was under the impression that Rumble did not have a playlist option, which was a real bummer for us because we do teaching series and they're meant to be viewed in playlists. They're meant to be binged. They're meant to be shared. They're a resource. Um, Our playlist section is a resource for people. They want to grow deeper in a certain subject. And we're always adding new teaching series. We're taking a short break this year because we we really went hot and heavy at the end of the year and uh we kind of want to take a break um but um rumble does have playlists and so if you navigate over to a rumble page uh, a rumble channel you'll see a playlist tab and it's got all of the teaching series there i know some of you were super sad uh, that you we lost the playlist because a lot of you guys revisit those quite often. So there you go. That is back, back in action. I'm really excited about that. So um, speaking of excited, I'm super excited about today's guests. Uh, last time we had to pull ourselves away from the episode. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking. We've got a lot of really great stuff to talk about. You guys, really important stuff, navigating um, and mapping out kind of what we're, what's to be expected this year. Uh, so my guest today, for those who don't know, he is an author. He is a prophetic voice. He's also the founder of Daily Prophetic, uh, which is fantastic. If you're needing daily encouragement that's biblically based, um, follow him on Instagram, you guys. It's super great. Link is in the description. But without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, Craig Cooney. Craig Cooney, welcome back. Jeff, my brother, good to be back with yeah. you. Absolutely. I have a question and this is a random thought. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this uh or watching this reel on Instagram or something and it was this girl from England and she was talking about how she didn't live close 
to London. She lived like two hours away. And there was this other English guy that cuts in and he's like, I got to tell you guys for my, Amer my Americans, you guys could drive 11 hours and still not reach your destination. Yeah. Two hours is close to you. Yes. She lives close to uh, London, but I'm curious. I mean, you obviously live in Ireland, mm. but uh, do you view something that's two hours away as far away? Yeah, we do. I mean, I, I lived in Ohio for two years in my early 20s, so I okay. kind of get the whole American yeah, yeah, yeah. geography thing and the scale of that being so different to here. But for us to get from the very top of our country to the very bottom of Ireland, you could do in about five hours. Wow. So only yeah, five hours, five hours from the <laughs> north coast to the south coast. So that will give you some idea. So for us, two hours is a long, long way to drive. Wow. Uh, yeah. Sometimes when I'm preaching four hours away, I look at flights to see. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's it's funny because uh, Illumination, uh, she um, she lives about or her family lives about four ish hours away. My in-laws live about four hours away and that's normal. Like, oh yeah, yeah. let's go visit our in-laws. It's only four hours away. <laughs> yeah. My parents live one mile away from where I am right now. Yeah. That's close. <laughs> and, and my in-laws live 30 miles away, 30 minutes that's, away. So yeah, okay. we're close. Yeah. It's a little island. Yeah. Super and so, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all relative, isn't it? It's all relative. It's true. Yeah. It would scale. I'm sure if I lived there long enough, there would be, my, my perspective would change. Yeah. You know? So, absolutely absolutely yeah i just think that's funny so uh you've also never had a cup of coffee in your life too i learned that's yeah, quite we a revelation about that. i've never had a cup of coffee and the other thing i didn't tell you i've never had pizza i've never eaten cheese you've never no no i've had, had cheesecake i love cheesecake but i've never had cheese um, i'm so confused <laughs> i know i listen my wife is confused she loves coffee and she loves cheese well isn't Kerrygold like a famous brand in Ireland? yeah all of that is irish but i yeah like I, dublin I'm or the cheese like, i am like, the anomaly like yeah. dublin or cheese like it's named after your people uh, yeah listen yeah i don't know what to say okay about. all right okay all right that i'm okay moving on <laughs> and that is our show for today folks what the big revelation of today yeah, craig, that revelation is craig doesn't hate yeah so all right well um craig you have a lot in this word it's a 2024 yeah. prophetic mm. word there's a link in the description you guys to this word because i'm going to be upfront with you guys there is no way in an hour we're going to get through all of this so please Link is in the, in the description under stuff we talked about. You can click there. It'll take you right to this word. I strongly encourage you to pour over it. Pray. Seek yeah. the Lord. Uh, there's a lot in here. So why don't you set this up and then we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. I think it's really important that when we're giving words for the year that we go a little bit beyond the year of double portion or the year of blessing. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things and they can be very much true, but I think when we're given a word for the year, we've got to, at the end of the year, be able to look back and say, did those things come to pass? Mm -hmm. uh, were, did, did God do what, what the prophetic voice said that God was doing? Did, uh, did we see those things happen in the world? Otherwise, there's really no way, and the Bible talks about testing prophecy. There's no way to test a very general word. Now, there are times when we do give positive general words for the body of Christ. And I'm not against that. I have done it. But I think when we come to these words of the Lord for the year, we're either right or we're wrong. I think yeah. we've got to be held accountable. Yeah. And uh, the first time I ever released one of these was in 2020. Uh, I had never thought about doing this before. And at the end of 2019, God gave me a download and I released it on the 30th of December, 2020. And I talked about 2020 being a pivotal year that would set the decade ahead. And it was the most significant year for the last 50 years. Oh, yeah. I saw something happening in the first few months of the year. I actually saw tectonic plates. If you remember from geography in high school, mm -hmm. those plates under the crust of the surface crunching together. And I actually said, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an earthquake in the first three or four months. Now we know that there wasn't a physical earthquake, but we do know that in the first three, four months, we entered into the season of COVID. Um, Oh, I yeah. talked about 
the National Guard being on the streets of America. When God gave me that word, I didn't know what the National Guard were. I talked about a sharp drop in the economy, but it would recover quickly. I talked about all of that. And at the time when I sent that word out, people unsubscribed. It was too negative. It wasn't, you know, 2020 was the year of double vision. And 2020, and so, so many people unsubscribed from my mailing list and said it was too negative. And then four months later, they came back to me. They apologize. They resubscribe. <laughs> I, I understand. There is this tension that we face in in this space. We want to be positive. We want to be uplifting. We want to be edifying. We want to be encouraging. But there are times when what God shows us is not light. It is not right. uh, all prosperity and blessing. And I believe God blesses and prospers his people in every season. So don't get me wrong there. But when God gives you a witty word, you have to share it. And I sat on this word for 2024 mm. for about a month. God gave most of it to me at the beginning of December. And I sat on it and I prayed into it. And some of it then began to come to pass uh, in that month. Uh, there was yeah. things that were happening. So I shared it with a prophetic leader in the UK, uh, Dr. Sharon Stone of Christian International. She read it and she said, Craig, this this is from the Lord. And uh, and so at the end, I think it was the 31st, the 30th or the 31st of December, I sent it out to my mailing list. I posted it in some places. And, uh, and I mean, there were some then within 24 hours came to pass. I talked about Southern resignations of monarchs and yeah the same i think 12 hours later the queen of denmark unexpectedly and shockingly resigned uh, and this never happened she abdicated her throne within 12 or 14 hours of me releasing wow. the word and there were a number of other things that that came to pass uh, very quickly there was uh, i talked about an earthquake and i think the earthquake in japan happened in the same day as well and yeah. so it, there were just these immediate confirmations that, I, I mean, there's always going to be earthquakes, but it was almost, it was uncanny. And I had literally hundreds of people messaging me saying, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And uh, and wow. so I do believe that, that that when we give a word for the Lord, there's got to be some accountability around it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you, Craig. And what's interesting is um, I was um, on a, I was on a podcast and uh, at the end she asked me, Hey, what do you, and this was like in September of 2023. And, and she was like, Oh, well, you know, what are you, what are you seeing for this next year? What are you hearing just from people? And, and what's interesting is I think, um, cause at the time I was hearing two different parallel words of, okay, well there's blessing. So you're hearing like the blessing oh, yeah. words and these are from people I trust. Mm. But then you're also hearing from people I trust difficulty, yeah. hardship, shaking. Um, and I realized I'm like, in a lot of ways, just because I've seen this mapped out in my own life, that it was actually both. Like, and could it be both? You know, yeah. like, could it not be both? Can God not do both? Like, yeah, we're like, because man, last year, especially I saw horrible things happen in our world. In, in my my wife's in my world just you know death sudden death seen in other people's sudden death but i've also seen intense blessing from the lord yeah. as well you know and so i think i i actually really do see a, a kind of a mixture of both of those things but yeah it's not well, one of the like things i sorry one of the things i wrote in the word was that's a year of extremes yeah see there you go extreme blessing and extreme chaos <laughs> Yeah, You know, it's not Isaiah 60, deep darkness covers the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises upon his people. And sometimes we think we talk about us the highs and the lows. I don't believe life is about highs and lows. It's two train tracks running side by side. Mm -hmm. And you can have the train track of blessing and the train track of burden running parallel to each other. Yeah. And so one word does not necessarily exclude the other. Yeah. I do believe God is going to bless his people. I do believe we're going to see a year of harvest. We're going to see people turn to the Lord in unprecedented numbers. And I believe we're going to see a whole lot of calamity and turbulence out there in the world, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I think people can feel it, Craig. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that that sense of like, just, oh man, I feel. it's it, It's a different feeling though, Craig, because... I remember in 2022 going into 2023, I was really excited about that year. And it ended up being one of the hardest years 
like if I could think of years that I've lived, one of the hardest years was last year for me. And I'm wondering if it's like God gives us a glimpse of what's produced as a result of something we're about to pass through. I absolutely agree. You know, I said to somebody the other day, you know, what's been really strange about this year? I sent my word out to 15,000 people and one person said they felt it was a little negative. Interesting. So I said that same way. Mailing list four years ago had 1,500 people yeah. and about 100 people unsubscribed. Yeah. So there is this sense among the body of Christ that we're not shocked anymore. We're yeah. sensing it. I, I've said a few times in the last year, it's like we're all waiting for something to happen. We're just not sure what it is. Yeah. And yeah. there is that feeling of we're at this tipping point. The tension has been building. We we came out of COVID, but there was not, there was no sigh of relief. <laughs> or if there was, it was a very No, temporary. there wasn't. I think that's a really important thing to point out, Craig, because there is this there and, and look, I'll be I will be blunt and say that there are many members in the church that many churches that were this way were like, we just want to go back to normal. We just kind of want to go back to normal. I'm like normal is dead, man. Yeah. That normal you had is dead. Yeah. And what was so great about your normal anyway? Right. Turn being normal was rubbish. And, <laughs> yeah, being naive and yeah, yeah. normal and, was and rubbish. This shallowness and the superficiality in the church and the performance and the celebrity yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. that's one of the things God has done away with and he's doing away with. I don't want to go back to any of that rubbish. Yeah. I mean, we don't really the I think I think the problem is this, Jeff. We left so much behind and so much was stripped from us, but we're not sure what the new looks like. Mm -hmm. So in the insecurity and the uncertainty, our default is always to try to get back to the familiar, to the predictable, to the... We do it personally in our own lives. Yeah. Oh, You get out of a bad relationship, you're single for three months, you go back to the bad relationship Mm -hmm. because it's better than being single. Yeah. You don't want to be alone. You leave a job you get another job you don't suddenly you don't like it you go back to the old job there is this sense of people say better the devil you know i don't want to know the devil at all um and so there's this vacuum right now i think that we're living in this tension (laughs) the tension of transition we are living in this vacuum this hallway where we've exited the old where the old is disappearing where there has been a dismantling but there hasn't been a remantling yet and we're seeing that you and I were talking just before we started in the church. We have seen leaders fall. We've been mm-hmm. seeing leaders be removed. Mm-hmm. We've seen some of the generals go to be with the Lord, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen the emergence of new leaders in the body of Christ. And yeah. so there's this vacuum there waiting to be filled. And in a vacuum, there's confusion. There's and our natural tendency is to try to go back to what we know. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think something that I've actually seen just to that, uh, something that I've seen, um, really hardcore in my own life, but I'm seeing this a lot in others is completely dismantling the fear of man. There are some of us who maybe, you know, like I'm definitely a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. There's a difference, but, um, you know, I, I think for me, and I've been very open with that during my, this whole process of me being in, you know, in the public eye in, in any fashion is dismantling that. And, and it, it's got to be unto something, right? Like yeah. God has put me in a, put me in, in an incubation period or in a um, refining period more than an incubation period. Um, and, and he's doing that with a lot of different people, you know, where they're like, Hey, you didn't know this area. You had the fear of man. Now you do. All right. Let's deal with it. And I think that there's a refinement process that's taking place within a lot of us. Maybe it is to be ushered into uh, a leadership position. I I think it is. Honestly, I I mean, you cannot lead if you fear man. Right. No, you can't. Look at Saul. Saul's the example of that. Yeah. Hiding from people and hiding in the in the baggage because it's so much. uh, (laughs) Always ask, you know, everything was about pleasing people and being Mm -hmm. popular, and that was his downfall. Yeah, and 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 the Saul era is over. Come on, and so God is raising up leaders who care more about pleasing Him and prioritizing him than yeah. checking the wind, what direction it's going, what's politically correct, what's acceptable in our culture. God is raising up the 
And, so, and many of these are voices that are unknown. They've been uh, prepared in obscurity and in the wilderness. And God is bringing them into the center. Mm. And I really do believe that they, 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 there is this shift, this sh- uh, changing of the guard. It is a slow change, but we're starting slowly to see some of these new voices emerge. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I can't wait. I long for the day when we have 20-somethings and 30-somethings and millennials and even younger who are raised up as, as prophetic and apostolic voices in the church. Yeah. I'm 48 now, and so I'm at that top end of, you know, not that I'm knocking people older. I have so much respect, and I've been fathered. Mother, but but I'm, I'm 48 now. My priority right now is investing in the 30s and the 20s. Yeah, I was saying to you beforehand that, that the two key people I invest in right now are 35 and 38. They're mm-hmm. my two leaders in my church. When I'm away, they stay, and they're wonderful. And I want to see them then, inv- they're investing in the teens in the 20s and raising them up. And so there's this beautiful, but, but what I have found in my generation is we have struggled to find those spiritual parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's different reasons for that. I think part of it actually was that our spiritual parents were involved in a form of ministry that was so busy and they were traveling so much and they were there was always another conference that they just and I get it, they just didn't have time mm-hmm. or bandwidth to invest. Mm-hmm. And so as someone who has really battled at times the lack of a spiritual father um and mother at times, because I didn't grow up in a Christian family even, mm. I want to at least be a big brother for some of these guys coming up and I want to see them. Uh, and so, yeah, there is, there's, there's this shift happening and I do believe we are going to see uh, new voices emerge and it's not going to be, look at my platform. I, yeah. I, that I hate me, it. It's just, we've talked about, it's just so nauseating. It yeah. is going to be, look at my Jesus, look at the yeah. word of the Lord. Uh, it is, you know, I just, it's like, I want to fly under the radar, but the Lord keeps saying, Craig, I need voices like yours to call out the other voices who are hiding right now because they don't feel like they fit. Are they, you know, it, even just my accent, Jeff. It used to be that if you didn't have an American accent, you probably weren't going to be on one of these things. Really? I, actually, <clears throat> I had a book publisher. I was offered a book deal last year by uh, one of the major publishers in the States. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, we have never offered a book deal to somebody outside the States. Interesting. And I think there's this sense now of, of, of God bringing people in from all sorts of backgrounds. And of course, it's your own background, but it's, it's the nations. Yeah. It's the, the world yeah. has become a very small place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And praise the Lord for that. You know, that's funny though, because Americans love act. We love accent. Yeah. You know, I, I know. <laughs> I know, but there's also, we all have this ethnocentrism where yeah. we, 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 we're just, we like people who sound and look like us, whether mm-hmm. we like, you know, but yeah, but actually the States is, I've always found that quite funny that most of, you know, whether it be, whatever you think of them, Piers Morgan, James Corden or whatever, you guys, I think sometimes that the English or the British accent or the art sounds maybe more trustworthy or something. Yeah, or, or smarter. You could smarter. Yeah, they could, could say anything and we're like, yeah, yeah we fake uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we use, you know, we use words in the wrong context and things, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's definitely, I, I think there's, this, we're living in the vacuum right now mm-hmm. and uh, the vacuum started around 2020 yeah. and things got disrupted. We haven't emerged out the other side. We all thought we would be in our new position and our new job and there would be clarity. I mean, as someone who has this platform on Instagram, the one thing I continually hear is this. I don't know what God wants me to do. I yeah. don't know. I don't have clarity. Yeah. Uh, everything's blurry. Everything's foggy. Everything's fuzzy. I thought I would be at the other side by now, but I'm still in the tunnel. I'm still in the hallway. And I'm really struggling to hear the voice of the Lord with any sense of clarity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that a lot too, Craig. Yeah. Um, and I try when I hear like repeat things like that to actually, 
I actually end up finding comfort in it, knowing that, oh, hey, everybody else is in the same boat or there's all these other people that are in the same boat. And the same goes like last time we talked about transition, mm. being in the hallway between two doors. And that has been like the story of mine and my wife's life for like the past couple of years of just like, yeah, like finally, like someone's able to put language to what we've been feeling. This is it. This is what we've been feeling. And so I think when people hear things like that, of I don't know what God wants me to do. They're like, maybe they didn't even put language to it, mm. but now they're like, that's it. They're yeah. like, that's it. Because all this other stuff, it suddenly brings clarity to all the things in their world of like, oh, this is, this has been the issue is that I actually don't know what God wants me to do. That's why this thing feels old or it feels yeah. like unfamiliar or boring or yeah, boring. frustrating or depressing. Yeah. I mean, that's all the stuff I'm hearing or I feel stuck. That's what I keep hearing. I feel stuck. Yeah. And I think, I think part of it is that it's such a massive transition that we're walking through. Mm -hmm. the, the analogy I sometimes use, if, if you're turning a speedboat, you can turn it quickly. If you're turning an ocean liner, it has to Slow. turn slowly. And I think we are living through a transition like we have never experienced before. Mm -hmm. It is a once in a generation, once in a lifetime uh, transition. And therefore, it is much slower than we would want it to be. And I think... I, I, not, I think we will be walking, in a global sense, we will be walking through this transition for the entire way through the 2020s until 2030. And I mm -hmm. think that'll be mirrored in some of our lives. That it will actually, now, please don't be depressed. I don't think it will. But I do sense that this is a slow transition. And where we were able to get clarity from a, a quick prophetic word on a dream five years ago when we were moving with Andeas and you know that just doesn't seem to be happening anymore there seems to be this sense of okay things are moving i you know i i i, I think of the guy that that was blind and jesus touched him and said what do you see and he said i see men but they look like trees hmm I think that's where most of us are at right now. Yeah, we see we're not blind. We see something, but everything is is blurry, blurry and fuzzy. Yeah. There was a new word. You see, yeah. you said we make up words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blurry. It's, Irish, it's Irish slang. Yeah, blurry. Yeah. Everything <laughs> blurry. That's the new word for twenty. But everything's yeah. blurry and fuzzy. And I do. I think we have this sense. I think that's the way. And I know that can be very intuitive and very like uh, you know touchy feely, but I think we all have this sense of what's coming, the sense of where we're going, this outline, this blurry picture, but there's no clarity, and it's frustrating because we want clarity. And you know what the thing is, the people who are frustrated, we just want to do the Lord's will. It's mm -hmm. not you know our desire is to hear from God and mm -hmm. obey. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're living in carnality and we're just out there in the right. world. We want to obey. We want to do what the Lord says, but we just don't know what he's saying. And so yeah. there's frustration and this confusion. Yeah. But I do feel like what's produced in that, if you take it and process it in a healthy way of not knowing what to do or not, you know, feeling like you're uprooted from one thing and maybe you're still in that thing, but you feel less attached to it mm. and you're like i know i'm still supposed to be here but god is like reorienting myself i feel myself being aimed in a new direction and that could take years that yeah. could take months that could take however long but one thing that is produced if we continue to seek his face continue to seek him just for the sake of him being who he is um is that it takes our eyes off of oh great prophet tell me what i'm supposed to do oh what what what's my government going to tell me what to do what's this going to tell me what to do what's what's even my job going to tell me what to do and actually seeking god for ourselves and saying god what what do you want for me rather than because there's been so much of that craig yeah. in, in the yeah. church of just like everybody going like tell me what to do tell me what to do and i'm like what's god telling you what to do yeah like what is he telling you to yeah. do and I think that's what God is wanting to produce because actually that all of our efforts to unify the body, all of our efforts to unify everyone based off of one figurehead telling everybody what to do hasn't worked. And I no. think if we're all seeking God's face, that's how we actually come into one accord. 
because it's God who's bringing us together, not man's systems. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not talking about creating anarchy within the church. I'm no. not talking about anything like that. I, there are going to be natural leaders who are appointed by the Lord, apostles, yep. pastors, all of that. That's uh, So I, I'm not saying anything that's not no, I agree with biblical, you. but I'm just saying there's been a lot of that um yeah in the but church for the times we are living in we have got to hear god's voice for ourselves 100 jesus said my sheep hear my voice he didn't mm -hmm. say my special sheep hear my voice he said my sheep hear my voice and they do what i what i ask and so we are living at a time where we need to navigate this uncharted territory by the voice of the lord and yeah. we can't depend on the conference anymore and we can't depend on the prophetic guy who rolls into town every year does a, a, a service at our church gives us a prophetic word and then leaves again and we're not sure really what it meant we have got and i get messages every day people asking me will you give me a word and i say yes seek the lord that's yeah, the word come on. go pray open the book read the book spend time mm. in the word that mm. is the word of the Lord for the yeah. church right now. And yes, there are prophetic voices who help us navigate this season and they're apostolic and, and like you said, all of that. But, the, we, but we came to depend too heavily on the conference speaker mm -hmm. or the, 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 the itinerant prophet. Yeah. And the Lord is calling his people because if, if you depend on them, you don't need to press into God yourself. Of course, if you know that yeah. guy's rolling into town or that girl's rolling, into, and I have, I, I love the prophetic. I love prophetics. I, I go to the, I, I love all of that. But you can't live off that. That's mm -hmm. like a really good meal, but it's not enough to sustain you in the long term. Yeah, especially in times of turbulence and chaos and confusion, mm -hmm. we need to discern the Come will on. and the voice Come of on. the Lord for That's ourselves. That's it. And that takes concentration and that takes focus and that takes putting your mobile phone, your cell phone in the, in the away in a cupboard and getting on your knees before the Lord mm -hmm. with the word open, with a blank page, with a pen. This is what I do. I yeah. sit on, I, I get on my knees. I have to put my phone away because I'll scroll if I don't. And uh -huh. I sit before the Lord with a blank page, a pen and the word. And I don't get up for an hour, an hour and a half until I have heard from the Lord. Man. And for most people, that's just too difficult or too time consuming. But it instills purpose in you. Like the purpose that we're all looking for. Anytime I've done that, it's been like, that's what I needed. When I've actually, even sometimes I've even made myself do it. Where I'm Water like, no, dude, I, I know you want to sit down and watch a movie. I know yeah. you want to play a game. I know you want to like, you know, whatever, do anything other than this. This is what you need. Sit down, sit your butt down, do it. And I've always been like, I mean, it's, yeah, man, it's great. It's so Isaiah needed. 55. Why, you know, come to me, come to me. Why do you spend money on that, which is not bread and your labor and that, which does not satisfy come to me. Mm -hmm. And we buy the books and we buy, go to the conferences and all of those. There's nothing wrong, but those are not meant to be the main. They're a supplement. They're yeah. not the main thing. The main thing is our daily communion. It's our John 15. It's abiding in the vine. It's then connected to Christ. It is the life of Christ flowing into us and flowing through us. And Jesus said, I have much more to tell you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will speak to you what I want to tell you. Mm. We have access to Jesus' will and Jesus' word in real time through the Holy Spirit living in us. And so for us to neglect that is to, to miss out on the adventure of following Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And That's it takes it. time and yeah. it takes focus and it takes discipline. My wife is not a morning person. She would love to sleep in every morning. My wife sets her alarm for 5.50 every morning wow. to get up and spend the first 90 minutes of her day with the Lord. Good for her. And has been doing that for at least two years now. Wow. And honestly, I, I mean, I, I, I'm a nut. I get up early and I, that's when I pray and write. But for my wife to do it, it is such an example to me. Her priority when she would much rather be sleeping in the warmth of her bed is to get up and, and spend 90 minutes every morning from 5.50 to 7.20 before she gets ready for work. Man. And she walks with the Lord and she hears his voice. Uh, and she... 
she is the back, you know, like she just is the rock, uh, you know, who, who, who is raising my son with me, who is instilling godly values, who is interceding for me for everything I do. She, you know, and so I just, uh, guys, it is, there's no shortcut to holiness. There's no shortcut to the supernatural life. There's no escalator or elevator in the kingdom of God. There's steps. And unless you are willing to pay the price for the anointing that you respect or admire in other people, don't expect to carry that. Yes, mm. I believe in impartation. But even impartation will not be sustained without time in the secret place. Because well, you'll buckle under the pressure. The, you won't have the characters to sustain yeah. the impartation that God gives you. Yeah. And so God is digging deeper foundations because he wants to build more solid structures in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it, Craig. Like you said, the adventure, you miss out on the adventure of pursuing the Lord and following him and being obedient to him. It is an adventure and it's an it exciting one. But the the thing that I say a lot on this show, and I think I've instilled it in many people that, you know, um, that probably needed a perspective shift is it is way cooler to get a word from the Lord and have it confirmed by a prophet or, you know, totally. someone who's prophetic totally. way cooler. Yeah. Um, because it's language that you and the Lord shared in private. Yeah. And then he uses somebody to, I love that. It's happened to me so many times. Oh, me too. Me too. And yeah. I think a lot of what I do in daily prophetic is that for people. Yeah. I'm simply speaking into their reality and something they're already sensing or hearing. Yeah, I've experienced it with, yeah. with your ministry. So. And, and I experience it through other people. And so yeah. absolutely, I think the confirmation from the... But if something you hear from a prophetic voice is something you've never heard before, that's a completely left field thing. And a, I had somebody messaged me yesterday to say that they received a word and it was so far removed from their character. It was so far removed from their gifting. And so they were really wrestling with this thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me just say, not to dishonor the person who gave it to you, I don't know them. Not every prophetic word you receive is right. Or maybe it's not for right now. Mm -hmm. And so don't try to shape your life uncomfortably to fit this prophetic word that you've mm -hmm. received. Because if you don't sense, if it doesn't bear witness in your spirit, I'm not saying it's not from God. I'm saying that that for you to be frustrated and anxious because it's something that you, it just doesn't feel like a fit for you. Just, it's okay to park it. It's okay. Yeah. To, you know, it's okay to pray. Into it. And just even just like leave it there and be yeah. like, you know, because um, yeah. a lot of words that I've received, they're a multi-year process anyways. I mean, I have some words that like, okay, in a couple of months, something mm. happens, but a lot of them, there is a legitimate incubation process. Absolutely. And, and so I, you know, and I definitely don't want to discourage, you know, I know I said it's cooler to get a, get a word from the Lord and then have it confirmed through a prophetic person. I've received plenty of words that really resonated with, with me from people, um, prophets and, and such. And, and I'm like, wow, this is, I'm supposed to hold on to this. You oh, know? I mean, Jeff, um, I have, I have a Bible here in front of me. I was actually uh -huh. very, and the back of it is full of words. I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but if I hold it up. Yeah. You can, what's, you can see the date, at, I think, um, 1992. Oh, yeah. I went through a two-year period where everywhere I went, I was a teenager. I'd just been saved, just been born again a year or two. And for two years, you're going to be in leadership. God is going to use your voice. Those words marked me. So I'm not denigrating the prophetic word, you know. There, are, there was a two-year period where everywhere I went, prophetic voices asked me to stand up and prophesy over me from 1992 to 1994. And so those words have marked me and shaped me. But I don't have the same amount of prophetic words from 2020 to 2022. <laughs> there are certain seasons where God will speak with increased clarity and frequency because he needs you to believe the future for yourself that he has for you at that stage i could not that could not have been further from my reality 
I used to get so nervous standing in front of people that I would nearly faint. And God is telling me I'm going to be wow. a voice. I'm going to speak the word. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I love the prophetic word. And there are seasons where God will speak with great clarity and frequency. But that is not that is just not everyday life that unless you're a conference junkie that is not everyday life right. you've got to learn and you've got to learn how god speaks to you because jeff the way you god speaks to you could be completely different to how he speaks oh, to i guarantee me. you it is <laughs> you know i talk about the, the there's a there's people there's knowers there's hearers, yeah. there's feelers, and there's seers. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Mm-hmm. And you may be a mixture of all four, but there will be one that's predominant. Mm-hmm. People who just know. I don't know how I know, but I walk into a room and I just know. Mm-hmm. I'm praying with someone and I just no stuff i don't know how i know then there's hearers where we get phrases we get words we get god and that's where i am i pretend to get phrases or, or or words or sentences from the lord then there's feelers who who feel the emotions of god who feel the heart of god who who express and then there's the seers who are the more visual ones who mm. visions dream what are you jeff i would say um uh, it, it's hard to kind of pin down because I definitely am a feeler. Definitely. I can go into an area and just feel like I feel like the charge, even if I can't fully identify something, I feel, uh, feel something. Um, and then definitely I've had moments of knowing something yeah. just, I'm like, I have no idea. Okay, oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there was an example, a perfect example where, um, and I, this was even before I worked at the Elijah list. So my time at the Elijah list, which I'm going on six years, my, I would say a lot of those, these, uh, these giftings that I have really have gotten refined and, and I can clearly identify them and put language to them. But at the time I couldn't, and um, I was working a job and there was a change in managers and the lady that became the new manager there was something in her. I was like, I need to get out of here. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, I, she is engaging in witchcraft. Like that, mm. that's what came out of my mouth. And I was like, Whoa, where'd that come from? You know? And, um, and, and I've actually since seen that business just go into the ground yeah. because of her. And so it's really interesting. And obviously I haven't had that aspect confirmed, but there was something like there's a lot of stuff that she's done that I'm like, yeah, there is something yeah, there yeah. just from my friends that still yeah. work. They're like, yeah, she's doing these really weird things. Like yeah. the knower, the feeler and the discernment thing all kind of go together. That yeah. you just, it's almost like when you open the fridge and something has gone off at the back and you, you just, yeah. you can't find you it yet. Virtually <laughs> you sniff it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I would say seer is the other thing that I have quite a bit. I get pictures yeah, quite, my wife quite often. Yeah, my yeah. wife would be like that. She would get a lot of pictures and and, uh, and 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 things like that. And I think with the seer, it tends to be something that you're much more sure of. It can be. It can take a while, like the Book of Revelation. It can. It can take more interpretation. But when you see something, you see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just your thoughts. You know, when you have a vision or or a short picture from the Lord, you you get this real sense of I I couldn't have been thinking that on my own. That has mm-hmm. to be. What I used to. What's interesting, and this will probably help some people, is is um I remember I do you know what youth with a mission is? Yeah, yeah, YWAM. Uh, yeah, 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 YWAM. Yeah. So when I was in YWAM, I, I one of my friends who was we were co leading a school together, um, and she and I got into this conversation about words of knowledge and just even seeing stuff and realizing that we were operating that gift because what would happen is I would be like, do, 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 do. And all of a sudden, bang, I would see someone and bang, something would come out of nowhere. And I actually thought it was my heart and I was judging them. And I would like repent for things that God was actually trying to like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you. I'm showing you. You thought you had a critical spirit. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. And so I had no idea. Yeah. And that's pretty common from people I've talked to, Mm. um, you know, who are growing in this of realizing, oh, this is, this is actually God like activating, activating me, not, you know, 
Yeah, it can be confusing because sometimes you just know stuff and you think, did I hear that on the news? Did I, yeah. you know, like what says we know in part and we prophesy in part. I sometimes struggle with the bit where I go, did I know that already? Did I listen or or is that a prophetic thing? Um, yeah. And I do, I think that's all part of the process of growing in the prophetic is is discerning and differentiating between, okay, that's that's normal knowledge and that's revelation. Mm-hmm. And that can be a fine line sometimes. Yeah, it's strange because it actually happens to me watching movies sometimes. I'll watch a movie for the first time and I'll be like, oh, I already knew this. And I'm like, wait, well, hold on. I didn't know you, know. how did you know yeah. this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's funny. Uh, okay. And annoying sometimes, Craig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I, you know, sometimes I say so, to people, and I, I say this sometimes in my church, sometimes I, I wish I didn't see or know what I see and know. Yeah. Life would be a lot more simple and less complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain, like even in 2020, there were things I discerned and picked up very quickly mm-hmm. that meant I couldn't do what I was being asked to do by those over me in authority, even in the church, you know, where yeah. I was asked to close my church and I said, I can't do that. <laughs> and, you know, but I, there's so much like, as and obviously we we talked a great deal about not putting people on a pedestal, but leaders are are there positioned by God for a reason, even yeah. within the church, you know. And so when you do something like that, it actually creates respect. Like here's a man yeah. who hears God and is obedient to Him and won't be won't force himself to be to bow to yeah. to anything other than what God has asked him to do. And so that also just creates a a measure of trustworthiness of like, okay, he's because your heart Craig is to do all of what we've been talking about, pointing people to Jesus saying, you know, seek God, here's your word, seek, seek the Lord for yourself, you know, and people can see that. And then when situations like that happen, and there've been many people that have been in a similar situation to you where they're like, no, like I'm, I'm not going to bow to this. And it wasn't a big, I didn't go on the internet and talk about it. I, I just quietly said, I'm staying open. (laughs) I had the police call three times. I was preaching and there were four cops standing at the back Mm -hmm. of the church waiting for me to finish. I mean, you know, I was reported to the next level after that. And we went through all of that. People left, some people left the church, but you know what? Our giving doubled. We had people come to the church or, when when most churches uh, went into massive decline, we're building a new building because we can't get Come everybody on. in. And, and a lot of that came out of 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Because deep down, people are looking strong leadership. People are looking for a leader who will stand by their convictions, even if sometimes they may not agree completely with all of the convictions, at least they stand for something and they're not falling for anything. Yeah, well, and I think too, like, agreeing where the where it matters yeah you know and i think that like yeah because there's there is this this kind of there's this thought pattern being taught right now and it's even in the church is in order for you to get behind somebody or come alongside someone you need to agree a hundred percent i'm like that's far that's a farce like never i don't agree a hundred percent with my wife (laughs) yeah well like exactly and craig if you and i sat in a room long enough we we'd find some disagreement totally on things that don't matter. But then we're like, society says, no, those things matter. And in order for you to feel like you can be a hundred percent yourself or function like a normal human being, you need everybody to agree with you. You need everybody to, and I'm like, that's, that's a called farce. a cult. That's called it's a cult. cult. <laughs> that's a cult. Oh, we're not doing You cult. heard it here, everybody. You it's know what? Cultish. We stand on the word of God. Yeah. We believe in the virgin birth. We believe that Christ was the son of God. We believe he died on the cross. He rose from the grave. He's ascended to heaven. We believe that there's no other way to the father, but by Jesus Christ. And once you get the fundamentals down, there's a lot of room for disagreement outside. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I just think that's so, so important going forward. Now, I guess kind of to wrap everything up that we've been talking about, <laughs> which we didn't get to like, any of the man, things that we, we just were... like, Oh yeah. Uh, but, um, it's just, I'm looking, I'm like, wow, look at that 50 minutes in already. Um, but specifically about this year. Yeah. Okay. We've been talking about 2020. Let me tell you something that I've been feeling, but I want to, this will kind of tie into everything you've been talking about. I do feel like 
a lot of it has to do with the election, obviously, yeah. the American election um, I, this year. But I do feel like it's like we've there's this weird feeling of coming full circle. Like mm. there's things I learned yeah. and were produced in me starting in 2020, actually really in 2019, but really, you know, around that time, late 2019, early 2020 that have, I feel like I'm even being faced with similar things, but my perspective is different on those things. And what's interesting and, you know, I'm a storyteller. And so um, in storytelling, there's this, there's this process of, you have these key points. So your, your main character starts here and they have a series of things that happen to them mm -hmm. that they have the opportunity to either keep the cycle going of thought patterns, or this is the moment, the impasse where they can break away. So you, you have these moments of going, okay, th my character has learned all these different things. Mm -hmm. And in the third act, what are they going to do? Are they going to actually change as a result of that stuff yeah. they learned? Or are they going to choose to remain in bondage yeah. or remain in a, a thought pattern? And so I, that's kind of the image I've been getting, um, the feeling that I've been getting, uh, and actually I've just vocalized it for the first time right yeah, here. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I think we're, a lot of us, all of us maybe are being faced with opportunities yeah. are going to be faced with opportunities this year, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I think it's going to be different to 2020, but it's going to be similar. Mm -hmm. Um, not just because it's an election year. I have mm -hmm. the same sense about this year that I had about 2020. Interesting. Um, a year of chaos, a year of tur I mean, the image I keep seeing is an airplane going through significant and severe turbulence. Mm -hmm. Things calm for a moment or two. Everybody breathes a sigh of relief and then it hits more turbulence and then uh, the altitude and it drops thousands of feet. And, uh, and I think we're heading into a very turbulent year. I, I, I'm, the guy from Valuetainment on uh, so Patrick Bet David, I don't know if he, yeah, he, no. he was talking about 2024 just the other day. I was and while we all are focused on the American election, he said there is something like, I can't remember the number, but there are a huge amount of countries that are facing major elections this year. And when oh, you have a major election, that is a transfer of power. That is a trans or, or a, the potential transfer of power anyway. And, and so some people who are in power, who are benefiting from the current system, get nervous and they try to disrupt things. Not that that would ever happen. They try to throw a spanner in the works. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I don't just, I, I think the America, um, what, uh, you know, people say America sneezes and the world catches a cold. I do think that that is true mm. but i think this there there is this division happening right now and division is mm. something we typically don't want to see but there is light and darkness there are 100%. sheep and goats there is good and evil and i think this is the year where there will be no middle ground it will become mm. more apparent than ever that those who jesus said if you're not for me you're against me yeah there will be no more sitting on the fence. There will be no more wishy-washy, lukewarm, liberal, touchy-feely Christianity. Well, there will, but it will, you know, it's gone. <laughs> and it's, and it's right. Just, it's, but it's, anything that's been masquerading as yeah. just us being pro-Jesus, pro-love, pro-everything. Pro yeah, pro there will everything. be clear, clearly defined It's just gone. Lines. And, and, and there will be the emergence of those who are willing to stand for truth for righteousness, for godliness, whatever the cost, mm -hmm. whatever the cost, there will be persecution. There will be rejection. There will be immense pressure to conform. There will be silencing of or the attempted silencing of voices again. And yeah, you already are experiencing <laughs> some of that. And that is just part and parcel of the world we live in. Yep. But this is the greatest opportunity for the church to do better than we did in 2020 because yeah. quite honestly we did a terrible job some church not, not all churches no but, i know but overall but it's true i know the first few months every nobody was really sure what was going on and i i hold my i was in the same boat sort mm -hmm. of march april 2020 it became apparent very clear that there was something else going on and that people weren't dropping dead in the street well, like we had yeah and, and then major red flags when the actual experts 
uh, acclaimed epidemiologists and virologists were being silenced. Silenced. Any con- I'm like, that is really concerning. Any dissenting voice was silenced. And yeah, so like- it became clear very quickly. And so I do believe this year is God saying, guys, like, like you say, we're coming around again, but you can take a different trajectory. Yeah. yeah. This is your opportunity. Yeah, the 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 uh, I always call it low hanging fruit. Those opportunities to give in to those it's that's easy. Like fear, giving into fear, that's easy. Like that's an easy thing to do. And Satan's gonna constantly be like, oh 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 oh, you know. And I I just I want to be I want to be about the Lord's business, you know. Yeah. Like I'm like man, forget that, you know. Like and actually, what's interesting is Elijah Fire was birthed during that COVID era you know, during that time, you know? So, um, I, I just, it's my, I guess, I'm really, really, I'm actually kind of excited and curious to see what's going to happen. There were some things I wish I'd taken more opportunity to press into in 2020. Like what? I I, honestly, I typically don't like going online and talking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like writing. (laughs) Um, and I, I really, the Lord has been challenging me for years about doing more lives and go, and I'm, I felt like 2020, he challenged me to do it. And I, I, I bailed, I wrote two books instead because that's where I'm more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I actually, there were things that happened in 2020 and, and, and just even in terms of, you know, shut it. I did for the first month or two, we, I closed. And then after that, I, our, our church closed. I, yeah. I, I will never do that again. Wow. Never. I will, you know, I, I, I told my church on Sunday, if I lose my job, I lose my job. Uh, when I'm faced with these things, I said, I was talking about this on Sunday, and I was talk, uh, I said, I, uh, what I ask myself is this, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And I came to, with COVID, I said, the worst that can happen is I die. <laughs> I mean, that was, and I actually came to that, and I said, so what? If I die, I go to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And once you overcome that fear, every other fear falls into place underneath yeah. that. When I was being told to close my church by those over me, what was the worst that could happen? I get fired. So what? I go work in a factory. I go work on, and I share the gospel there. If I go to prison, I do prison ministry from the inside. You know, once you, once you get to a place where you aren't controlled by fear, there's a huge amount of freedom. There's oh, a huge amount of freedom in that. Yeah. And so I think 2020 opened a lot of our eyes. Yeah. We, did, we were labeled conspiracy theorists and there were some nut jobs out there. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. you know, it's not a conspiracy theory when you look back and 90% of it actually happened. And so I think right. a lot of eyes have been opened there. I don't know if it was a trial run for something bigger. I'm not going to say that, but there is an agenda that is being pushed at the highest levels behind yeah. closed doors and they haven't given up yet. Let's just mm. say. And so this is an opportunity for the body of Christ to stand up and say, we will no longer capitulate or conform to the cultural uh, norms or, 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 or be, or be uh, manipulated by fear. Yeah. Come on. And we don't know what's coming this year. If, you know, we don't, we have, I, we said, with this sense, we've had this sense for a long time that something's happening. We just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there is, there's going to be, we're going to end up in a lot of storms this year. Yeah. But, but in the midst of storms, the world will be looking for somewhere to turn. Yeah, come on. They will. And if we can be a city on a hill, if we can be built on the rock of Christ's truth and be unshaken, we will have, yes, there will be persecution on one side, but there will be harvest on the other. Because when the world are losing their minds and we're standing with confidence and conviction and assurance, they they will say, how can you be so calm? And Mm -hmm. we will say, because we have Jesus. We yeah. have a rock. We have a, and so there is this opportunity for for us to see hundreds of thousands of people come into the kingdom if we do it better this time, mm-hmm. and not just think that if we're nice and 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 hand out you know a food parcel that everybody's going to come to Jesus. That was good, but it didn't work. Right. 
because we were handing them out with as much fear as the people receiving them had. Mm-hmm. If we can hand them out with and with a message of of conviction and confidence and assurance in the Lord, you know, we sing Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Why don't we actually demonstrate that this uh-huh. year? And so there's going to be a turbulence. There's going to be a lot of upheaval. There's going to be a lot of division. There's going to be a lot of deception. There's going to be a a lot of false flags there's gonna one of the things i think we've got to continually ask is if everybody is telling me to look over here what's going on over here mm-hmm. <laughs> yes craig you know yeah i think that's it is like dude we're not called you know everybody loves the the show the chosen and in the actual title sequence of the show what is it everybody it's a bunch of fish going one way and then one fish flips around and goes the other way. And then another flip fish goes around and fl- goes the other yeah. way. And it's actually a prophetic picture of what God calls us to be within society is something that's counter to, I mean, look at what Paul, Paul, the apostle going to all these pagan Greek uh, countries, you know, um, you know, Greek speaking countries with like very pagan lifestyles and going in there to disrupt the norm yeah. to disrupt something that's actually causing them to go to hell. It's causing them to go. It, it, it's leading to their ruin. And God has called us to be something that is countercultural. And that's actually why, like I'm a, a storyteller and God actually had me stop watching a lot of movies and shows. Um, and I was like, this goes against everything I was taught, you know, film school was like, you got to stay up on the current trends. You got to know what's and, um, and I, after a while, I was like, okay, God, like this is getting kind of irritating. Like, why, why are you asking me to do this? And he was silent. He just kept asking me to do it. And then eventually he said to me, it's because I want you to be a voice, not an echo. echo. And that is what God has called us as the body of Christ to be. Not voices, just a bunch of voices in the crowd, constantly giving their thoughts on this thing and that thing and taking the social media, but to actually be to be a voice, not an echo, actually. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Anybody can repeat what the the media are saying or anybody can repeat the current narrative. Yeah. But that's, again, we keep coming full circle. Go into the secret place, get revelation from the Lord, and then share that. Straight up. There is a hunger for the word of the Lord. Yeah. And uh, and, and in these days, the word of the Lord is this, come up higher. Mm -hmm. Come up higher. That's mm-hmm. what he told the Apostle John in Revelation 4.1. Come up here. Mm-hmm. Come up and I'm about to show you a God's eye view of what's happening and what's going to happen. And if we will come up higher, the Bible already says in Ephesians 2 that we are seated in heavenly places. Psalm 24 says, who may, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? This is a time to ascend. This is a time to come up higher. This is a time not to get bogged down in every story that the news are feeding us. And every, you know, the, the Collins Dictionary Word of the Year last year was permacrisis. <laughs> crisis to crisis to crisis because crises bring eyeballs to the news and that's all they want. And so they feed us crisis after crisis. This is a time to rise above the crisis into the heavenly realms uh, and to see things from God's perspective, to get his word, to hear his voice, to discern his will, to see behind the, the surface and the superficiality and the charade and to, 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 to determine what is really going on and then to pray, to prophesy, to decree, to intercede, into those we are not powerless we it's not that everything is we can shift things in the nations by our prophetic declarations by our intercessions by our decrees and by our godly living we can shift things but we can't do that if we're just parroting the mainstream narrative all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. and so the word of the lord is come up here Mm -hmm. come and see you know i started buying some bitcoin a few years ago and I, I I do what all newbies do. I would buy high and sell and then panic and sell low. You know, when it started dropping, I would panic uh-huh. and sell and then it would go up again and I would go, I would buy. And and I, I heard this, for, there was a few things and they talk about, it's all based on human emotion where, you know, 
all of that, the whole, the whole, all of that investing is based on human emotion. But there was a phrase that I kept hearing, when in doubt, zoom out. Hmm. When in doubt, zoom out and look at the big picture. And when I did that with Bitcoin, the picture only went one way and it was up. <laughs> so you have these fluctuations and you have, you know, all of this up and down, up and down. And every time there was an up and down, I was reacting emotionally. But when you zoom out and you see the big picture, you see a completely different picture. Mm. And I think the word of the Lord for some of us is, it's time to zoom out. Mm. It's time to step back from the noise. It's time to step back from the confusion and the chaos and on the swirl that's all around you, because the swirl it will not go away. The swirl is going to be there. The chatter, the noise is going to be there. Step back. It, it, it come up here. I want to speak to you. I want to show you what's going on. I want to reveal the secrets of the kingdom to you. I want you to be a voice, not an echo. But the only way you can do that is if you come to the source. Yeah, come on. Come to the source. And when you speak, your words will carry an authority because they have a divine mandate. All the rest of it will sound hollow and shallow because it is just repeating what everyone else is saying. But when you hear the word of the Lord, people stop. There is an authority. There is a weight and it shifts things in the atmosphere around you. Mm, come on. Well, Craig, why don't you pray for us? Absolutely. Father God, we thank you that you are enthroned in heaven, mm. that you have not abdicated or vacated your throne, but you rule in supremacy and authority that you are above all things and that you have a sovereign timeline. And as we read your word, we see that everything in heaven on earth is moving towards the feet of Jesus Christ. That yeah. one day every knee will bow and every tongue we will confess that Jesus Christ is yes. Lord. And help us never to, to see the wrong enemy. Help us to realize that we don't fight against people, but against principalities and powers. And that the, even the people we might consider our enemies are people that Jesus Christ shed his blood for. Mm -hmm. So give us the eyes of Jesus. Give us the heart of Jesus. Give us the words and the, and the, and the, and the emotions of Jesus. That we would look at the lost not as our enemy, but as people who desperately need salvation. Mm -hmm. And Lord, let us come up higher. Let us see beyond the surface. And Lord, I pray that this year we would be a people who stand firm, stand strong on your word and on your truth, and that we would see a harvest of souls for your kingdom. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Craig, this is fantastic. Such a we, good conversation. We could talk all day. <laughs> we really could. And then we had plenty of material. So yeah. guys, I really, really would strongly, there's so much more in this word. He goes into geopolitical events in the US, um, in Europe, in uh, China, the Middle East. Like So these are stuff that's really worth reading into, praying into. Uh, there's a lot in here, you guys. So link is in the description of stuff we talked about. Uh, so you can read it for yourself. I strongly recommend it. Um, but Craig, how can people follow you? I know you have some books. Tell the people. Yeah, you can f find my books on Amazon if you just look up Craig Cooney. And you can find me on dailyprophetic.com or on Instagram at daily.prophetic. Awesome. Craig, thank you so much, man. Jeff, God bless thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Yeah, you too. So everybody, be blessed. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Josh Rich back on the show. That's going to be a great convo. Always love having that guy on. Um, and then uh, I think that's it. I think that's all my announcements. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.